Let's talk about the biggest conversations. Made of trustworthy ideas. Passionately connected, connected to everyone. Let's talk. Let's talk on the Nigeria Info 95.1 Abuja. Morning Crossfire on your number one news, talk, and sports station, Nigeria Info. From your number one talk news and sports station, this is the Morning Crossfire with Femi D Live. Well, it's 7.38 a.m. now, Jiren time. You're on to Morning Crest Fire. Well, let's still follow through. It's going to take us maybe the whole day to wait through this report. But I did get the text uh, version of this report yesterday, and I said, well, I think it's best to even listen uh, to the man who uh, pers- uh, best puts his perspective around this. Uh, it describes the fact that the report has the word massacre, and he it says it's contradictory uh, to the times of possibly how they were put together. He also talks about quite a number of things. And by the way, he described it as unverified described it as fake uh, even though he has started to react to this very report that is due to be released uh, by the Lagos State Government, the white panel version of it at least, uh, by the Lagos State Government six days from now. Let's go back to what Minister Lai Mohamed was talking about with regards to this. I'll play this for a few moments um, after I am back from the break. Just um, 40 seconds break and then I'll play more from this for you to understand the reality. What is our ever setting? The report continued. Is that at the military personnel deliberately fired military grade life ammunition directly at the protesters? There have been significantly more fatalities and catastrophic issues coming. This was clearly not the case. The same panel that said it, it, it deemed as credible the evidence of the forensic pathologist, Professor John Bafua, that only three of the bodies on which post-mortem were conducted were from Lekki and only one had conscious injury, went on to contradict itself by saying 9% died of gunshot wounds at Lekki. Three, the man whose evidence that he counted 11 bodies in a military van where he was left for dead before he escaped was found to be crucial by the panel. He never testified in person. Rather, the video of his testimony in court was played by someone else. It did not occur to the panel to weigh the veracity of the testimony of a man who said he was shot and presumed dead but still had time to count dead bodies inside a supposedly dark van at night. Four. The pilot said trucks with brushes underneath were brought to the Lenky Toll Gate in the morning of October 21, 2020, to clean up blossoms and other evidence. But still, found bullets 
places at the same site when it visited it on October 30, 2020. The panel said soldiers picked up complex places from Nekito Gate on the night of October 2020. Yet, the same panel claimed that the policemen came to the same spot to pick the same complex places on October 21, 2020. Five. The panel was silent on the family members of those reportedly killed, merely insinuating they were afraid to testify. Even ghosts have owners who will look for them if they do not return home, not to talk of human beings. Where are the family members of those who are reportedly killed at the Lekito Gate? If the panel is recommending compensation for the families, what are their identities and addresses? Who will receive the compensation when no family members have so long to date? Six. How will the man who reported seeing the lifeless body of his brother and son end up being released of the panel's deceased persons. Seven, how can the judicial panel convince anyone that the names of some casualties of the lucky toolkit at the incident listed as numbers three, GD, 42 dollar and 43 whistle are not judicial names. There are no subjects and yet they are confounded. Eight, why did the judicial panel compare to concoct the massacre in context as an euphemism for massacre? The massacre is the massacre. What is the massacre about this? Phantom massacre. Oh, that's what it is. Nine. The report never mentioned cases of police personnel and soldiers who are brutally murdered or the massive destruction of police stations, vehicles, etc. during the exercise of this. This means that the panel did consider police, men, and soldiers as human beings. Ten, the report didn't make any recommendation of the innocent people whose businesses were attacked and destroyed during the protest in Lagos. I think it was too busy looking for evidence to support its conclusion of massacre in context. It is clear from the ongoing that the report of the panel in circulation cannot rely on all because its authenticity is in doubt. Besides, the Lagos State Government made the complaint authority as yet to release any official report to the country. Neither the panel does. The current leakage of an unsigned report to the public is not enough. As we will consider that the report in 
circulation via an iota of genius. It is basic knowledge that the report of such a panel is of no force until the company authority issues a white paper and gazette of it. It is therefore too premature for any person or entity to seek to castigate the federal government and its agencies or officials based on such unofficial and unvalidated reports. This is Morning Crossfire. Alright, well, let's leave it on note there. For now, at least, uh, I intend to play through this. Uh, I still have about uh, nine more minutes of this to share with you. Uh, as the Minister Lime Mohamed expressed his own perspective to the NSAS, Lagos NSAS panel report, where he described it as uh, tales by moonlight, where he described the massacre used in the report, the word massacre used in the report, he described it as phantom massacre. He talked about the fact uh, that only first names were used in some uh, identity of some of the victims. He talked about the fact that even when goods get lost, um, the owners look for them, not to now talk of human beings when they do get lost. Um, you know, and uh, somebody, somebody's family must really show up uh, to lay claim or to lay complaint or to put forward that uh, such was done. He also talked about the scope of the report, that the panel essentially stayed strictly with the idea that, um, that uh, they stayed strictly with the idea that, well, all they really have to do is to look at the victim's report and left out uh, the, the people who lost their businesses and the resources around such and such at the time. What can I say? I'm saying what I'm saying. Do you think there was a phantom massacre in Lagos and the minister's position on things is well guided at this time. Remember, at the time, Vice President Jimmy Oshibajo did say, oh dear, we lost young people. Some say that was presumptuous. And then the president has a new, had a different position from that initially. And now that there are panel reports, reconciling all this seems like the days ahead would only tell. Thanks. So for staying with us, Monday Crossfire, it's 8 or 6 a.m. Nigerian time. Yes, it's a good time to listen to radio, to engage on radio, and, and really to share what you think about many of the issues going on. Like I said, it's a still, every situ still everywhere a situation that we have going on. Okay, the Minister of Information has put forward his own reaction to the panel report produced in Lagos. By the way, the Lagos State Government will be producing an NSAS white paper version of this six days from now. And, well, that would put together as essentially what they think. Now, this is just Lagos State. There are other states of the Federation that is explaining that they will also put forward their report and, essentially, how things are. 
But let's make an attempt to conclude uh, what the minister is thinking and his evaluation of this report. I'll just play some more portions of this and I'll let you in uh, to take on, um, you know, to bring on your perspective to this. So the minister says there's a few other things with regards to the panel report and how supposedly it depended on falsified information uh, to create uh, the report. In fact, it described it as um, a phantom massacre. Tales by moonlight, and then there's some other strong words he also used to describe the situation at hand. The minister goes on, of, of course, uh, to say a lot about uh, different reactions that follow that report. Um, you know, the, the report that was leaked essentially uh, by some stakeholders within the same you know, panel, I believe. And now he talked about the fact that it's unverified. And, well, the media has gone on to react and provide a um, perspective to this report and even disseminate this information prematurely. Uh, to the public. However, he's also reacting to a report that's not been released, I presume so. Uh, so that makes it quite interesting that he's also providing a reaction to a report that had not been released um, you know, in some sense of it. So there's a lot of contradiction everywhere. I think different people play different roles. The media, I read the report. I also talked about the report on there. Um, and that's, I, I did say that this is the version of the report that is out there. When it's time to get a white paper version of the report, I'm still reading what the Lagos State government has put forward and said this is 
where our verdicts or our, our own thinking as regards to reporters. Let's bring it out what everybody is saying about this, uh, whether it's the Minister of Information or the people who lick the reports or the White Paper Panel report, what the CNN is saying and all the other people. After all, we are all stakeholders. But essentially, as it stands now, the Minister of Information described the panel report as fake news. All right. Let's uh, check in with what one of the few people uh, that was on that legal state panel had to say, you no, know, you no, know, just to react to what uh, the minister had put forward, uh, you no, know, with regards to this. Okay, he reacted to the minister's thoughts about their work that lasted a few months, and he's really concerned that the minister thinks so much of that report in such light. Spirit of education, I would like to say specifically that the minister of information is yet to see the report. He's only reacting to the noise out there. And I would suggest strongly that he, they, uh, the government itself should prove that there is synergy between the federal and the state government. They should reach out to the governor and, act, and actually read the report. And the reason why I'm confirming now that he has not read that report is simply because of the statement that he made. He made a statement that well, security officers also died and their citizens too, as though the panel brushed over that and did nothing. And with, to that effect, it shows that they are, uh, we are more or less getting ahead of ourselves and chasing shadows. And this is exactly what our youth out there are fighting against, impunity. You cannot dismiss a professional report of people of integrity simply because of the noise of social media. You do your homework, get your facts straight, read the report, respond with the white paper, and then we can talk. Because right now, we are only chasing shadows. And it's, it's to me, I, th I think it's, um, um, it, it, I'm, I'm feeling really, really sad right now to know that we're making so much effort and wasting so much bandwidth and, and time on rumors rather than having the report. We submitted two volumes of the report. One, which speaks to the general police brutality and specifically the petition of the police before the panel. And secondly, the lake investigation. There are two different uh, assignments and there are two different uh, headings. And there were two reports submitted to the governor, captured on TV. So I don't see any reason why we'll come out with an abridged um, uh, 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 trauma response to a professional work. This is Morning Crossfire. Shago Awosoya, also easily known by many of you as uh, Sergeling Sam, um, um, is a rights activist and is served as a member of the NSES panel. And that's his reaction to the report so far. So he's reacting to the reaction of the minister with regards to the action of the report. Oh dear, what, what a time we're finding ourselves in. Let's check in with you and hear what you do have to say with regards to this very steel-like situation. Do we really have phantom massacre in Nigeria? Was that really a phantom massacre? The federal government has a position on these now, and yes, the minister has made a claim, and now we have a new debate in the room as regards whether if people are killed, there's evidence to prove that they were killed or not killed, if it was a protest, if it was um, blank that were fired, if the blanks that were fired were strong enough or, well, potent enough to kill people, and all kinds of other details. And, you know, it says a lot. Uh, and Eboru Adeboru, uh, who is also a member of the Lagos Judicial Panel of Inquiry on this, he said one of the prominent NSAS protesters who testified before the panel was attacked and dealt seriously, seriously with, with machete blows in what was clearly an attempted murder. 
and by the way, I also played for you some days ago, uh, what was said by a few people who said they testified before the panel, I felt that there are threats to their life. And yes, Lagos State has a government, Gwengar uh, Montoshio, who is the Commissioner for Information and Strategy, saying there's a need for us to restrain ourselves from nullifying the good intentions of the government in setting up this panel, which was well encouraged to do its job. So that's the situation on ground and is intense. I'm listening to you this morning on Morning Cross Fire. What do you think about all this and the reaction to the reaction and actions all carried out thus far? And yes, some say it's the fastest way things really get out of the picture. Let's check in with you. The numbers are 080-999-30137. That's the WhatsApp number. So call the WhatsApp portal. Um, I'll be able to take your call in using the WhatsApp portal this morning. That's 080-999. That's a triple nine, okay? 30137. Where are we? What does this mean? It's the eve of an election. I keep saying eve of an election because we're getting there gradually and it looks like the reality on ground makes the situation stew everywhere, if I will put it that way. Taking your calls on. Good morning to you. Welcome to the show. Good morning, my brother. Yes, good morning. Welcome. My name is GB. Okay, GB. Good to have you on. Let's talk. Yes, me. I like to be very objective. Okay, I'm sure. Like this. Mm. The press, the the, 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 the the minister said there was some ten areas. Ten great areas. Looking at it objectively, I'll pick one and I'll, I'll pick two. The report of the uh, proof of, of the forensic mentioned the bullet that was discovered or something on those people, even the one pick on the ground, did not relate to a bullet in a, in a, in a gun that had high velocity. Mm. And that shooting a gun at that range, very close, will have killed more than hundreds because of the velocity of the power of the bullet. Number two, and that's great I saw is that uh, those people that said they were dead, they killed, about nine of them, and they say 10 are missing, and the guy dead. I mean, four are missing, are seen are dead. Now we come back only five. One of them, Natalia Solomon, come to say, you I'm five. I only fainted and I was revived. Number three is that all those dead ones, up to today, their parents did not come to that panel. Nobody had brought to visually. Because if they came to the panel, journalists would have interviewed them. How are you feeling? How did you very depressing? I hope you're aware yes. that you have to also be invited to the panel for you to say your say. Uh, and also, by the way, let me ask you this. So what do you make of the fact that if the minister thinks the report is unverified and not true and essentially doesn't convey the truth of what happened, why is he reacting to it even before it's released? Yes, it's, 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 it's asking the question in the conference. And he said that I'm reacting to what is on the public domain. And that everybody has the right to comment. This is government saying is saying commenting what public domain. They ask that question. Mm. And say that don't, don't be invited. Nobody will be invited to that panel. They say if you are injured, if you have anybody that is dead or come to the panel. That was that was at another phase. And by the way, they also visited people in the hospital. So is either those people were in the hospital for other reasons and they, they thought they were they, there for incest support. They, 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 they say that what is such, you be able to come and say, I lost also person. This is the family, this is the picture, this is his name. Mm. You did not see that in that country, in that something. All right. That's where my that stand. Okay, if thank you, say thank you, Jimmy. If you come and defend your, 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 your child, then you don't want to be a parent. Okay. Thank you. Interesting point of view you do have, Benga. Let's take on another call. Good morning to you. This is Morning Crossfire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, good morning. Um, yes, what's your name, please? Hello, I mean, yes, I can, I can hear you. What's your name, sir? Oh dear, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to let you go. Give it a try again. Looks like the internet is bad. Okay, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. I'm fine. Good. What's your name, please? My name is Sam. I'm calling from Abuja. Oh, Sam, welcome from to the Yeah, from, from Guarimpa, yeah. Let's talk. So, it's, it's really disheartening, you know, to hear that the whole minister, who should have the information that other citizens do not have, be speaking to public noise rather than the document which he could easily ask for if he hasn't been given one already. That's the, that's the biggest problem for me. Not even all of the denial and the non-denial. It's the fact that the minister, the most informed person in the land, doesn't want to speak to the facts. Rather speaking to the noise, like the, uh, the person who's a soundbite you played earlier said, forgotten his name. It is the easiest thing for the minister to follow the document instead not to talk about what people are saying on social and that is one now secondly many young nigerians like me we gave up on nigeria on october 20th last year first and the second time when we heard the feedback of the government in the person of the president when he spoke to the situation and all that would be said was how to defend the fact that there were good loans trying to bring down the government and not even for one say oh even if there were bad elements and this happened People lost their lives, and these are promising young Nigerians. Let us speak to the loss, not to the situation, the conditions that led to the loss. First of all, to show that the government really cares about the citizens and the country. Now we have a report, a panel that was, that people even doubted them for so long, and they finished their work a year after. We don't even still have any movement away from denial. Up to this moment, I don't know if any Nigerian will be convinced by this government anytime from now with this kind of behavior from the okay. most informed Nigerian. All right, all right. That's, uh, that's some interesting points you do raise. Thank you so much, uh, dear, for uh, checking in with us. All right, well, that's an interesting yeah. point. Thank you, my dear friend. Thank okay. you. Yes, let's read up some of the messages we do have. Nigerians, clap for Lai Mohamed says Zazam. That is his message this morning. And then KD Omawa says, it's incredible that in Nigeria and with uh, with this comment where um, Mr. Lai Mohamed um, is holding uh, the fourth position as if main position as the Minister of Information for the government and in one day can contradict the report of a five-man panel carefully selected working on for one year to come out with the report um this is nigeria cows have more value than humans now the minister should know that very soon um uh times and seasons will change that's according to katie omawe okay keeping up with all the messages now emeka from napc tower says it is now that i know why mr president Mbari appointed um lime woman as the honorable minister of information as to say i'm not supposed to, i'm not surprised by his thoughts because he is there to do his job and he's doing his job um on purpose to marvelously he's doing his job marvelously well as president Buhari appointed him to do so we all expected uh, what we all expected from him is not what he's saying and he can appoint a person for him to be a minister of information and will and will not be speaking otherwise even if you were in his shoes would you although would you say otherwise the answer is no so let all Nigerians not be surprised by the honorable minister of information line stand unless lucky massacre all right thanks for that papa from itama uh, also joins and he says um i thought um 
the Minister of Information, Lama Mende is a professional in media and information, but after listening to his speech, I think otherwise. The members of the panel have not come out to say the lead report is correct. Why not wait till the white paper come out before brandishing the report as fake? I'm highly disappointed with Lai Mohamed. All he would have said is that uh, the leak report has not been authenticated. With these uh, differences, he's making us speculate that everything in the leak report is true because he's using so much resources to discard a leaked report that has not been authenticated. Lovely morning to you, FMD. Okay, thanks for that as well. All right, let's read Virtue from Maso Drive. He joins the conversation, he says, a Virtue from Maso Drive, FMD, I would have been surprised if um, Lai Mohamed had said otherwise in response to Leki Maska, I expected this. In fact, I would have, it would have been an anticlimax if they have accepted the report. Like the principal, the characters of the regime are so predictable. However, let me um, assume, let me assure them of one thing. They will remain in power forever, as at um, May 2023. Um, after then, they must have their day at the end. And they have their day uh, to face um, Nigerians and the international community. Okay, this must happen as long as God is on the train. All right. Interesting point of views you do all share with us this very morning. Uh, still with me, I go on a break. And yes, when I do come back, let's talk a little bit more about this. This is this is really intense in every right of it. And there are other news I would have loved to share with you. But I'm pressing on all sides to th consider whether that I can share with you uh, this very morning. Um, Governor Tambua of Sokoto State has signed his, um, the Child Protection Act into law within his state as well. There's also news about uh, the PDP. They say... Nigeria can't survive another four years of APC. PDP is set to rescue and rebuild Nigeria. Do you believe them? Okay. They had a meeting called Rescue and Rebuild. And yes, that has been of interest. Meanwhile, the CJN, Chanko Mohammed as well, is warning judges again uh, that we are watching you with regards to your move. And yes, former Senate President, um, president former President of the Senate, uh, Bukola Saraki has declared he's interested in running for the position of President in 2023. This is now your info. 95.1, you're on to Money Chris Fire. Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femiti. I'm a lady. We must not play politics with security. Let's talk about the biggest conversations. Made of trustworthy ideas. Passionately connected. connected to everyone. Let's talk. Let's talk on the Nigeria Info 95.1 Abuja. The Current Affairs Show provides a new scope to the details of politics. Actually participated in the governorship election. Rollouts, vaccination, informing. Let's stay away from the sides of the story and go deeper, deeper together. Let's talk weekdays at 8 a.m. On 95.1 Nigeria Info Abuja. Let's talk. The Current Affairs Show. Morning Crossfire on your number one news, talk, and sports station, Nigeria Info.
on Talk News and Sports Station. This is the Morning Crossfire with Femi D Live. Many thanks for staying with me. It's 8 39 a.m. on Monday Cross Five. Okay, so we're running off this conversation, and I'd also want to, peradventure if I can, uh, share with you what's going on with regards to uh, some other areas of the society. The CGN was talking about uh, judges to be warned, is keeping an eye on them and the activities and the likes of that. Saraki is interested in running for presidency. Um, no, that makes up a good part of the stories, but. We can't deal it with all, with it all this very morning. BJ from Guarimpa uh, said, The truth isn't reality in Nigeria anymore. Power is reality, and Nigerians are always divided. What will make um, 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 Arise Live TV coverage during the gunshot? My own brother's office was just a few seconds away from the scene. Uh, lots of people know exactly what happened there on the 20th. Uh, BJ from Guarimpa will put up that perspective with regards to this conversation. Uh, reading from GB from Life Cup, is it possible for parents and relatives not to come and testify and show evidence of losing someone at Lekki Massacre for the fear of being attacked? How would they get justice and compensation when nobody comes to testify? How would government get uh, the full identities of the dead who have no family or relatives? So people claim to have died, have come out to say they are alive. The report itself is full of errors and contradictions. It's hard for logical minds to believe the report. Those who claim their life have been threatened. Why now? Their lives were not threatened after they testified about a year ago. It is now that the attackers could recognize them for attack, or does it mean that the attackers thought the witnesses testified in favor of government and that was why they didn't attack them when they testified a year ago? Even Ebu uh, um, were also complained of being threatened. Was he the only one on the panel? Why is he accusing the government? GB from Life Camp writes that in with regards to his perspective. Emmanuel, future president, says a failed government is one that cares not about the life of its citizens. Um, this government is against, is not doing well for Nigerians um, and is not protecting Nigerians. He goes on to share. Let's take your calls on the WhatsApp portal. Numbers remain 080-999-30137, okay? Uh, check in with us with regards to that. Um, and let's take your calls via that portal. Why? I wait for your calls. I read some messages. Good morning, FMD. Pardon from Abuja here. Question running through my mind. Why are the testifiers being attacked? Why are the bodies of those who have been buried? And people have been declared missing around Lagos since the Lekki Toolgate massacre. Are their parents and loved ones crying for the demise of their loved ones? Is it possible for family members of the slain victims to be afraid of crime? The minister asks the question, if the family members are not coming out, who will receive the compensation, if any? We need to look um, at this thing objectively. The legacy government should not delay in coming out with a white paper. Some of us need clarifications.